We're the Bourbon Brothers. I'm Lance. And I'm Butch. We are coming to you recorded live from the BGB Speakeasy. The one and only. Yes, sir. I promise you that. Famous. Well, it's two people. Th- there's, yeah. Well, no, that there's a couple. Your, your, your brother, his yeah. wife, your wife, my wife. It's a very select couple. If we asked any of them where they had a drink last week. Oh, boy. What, would they say the BGB Speakeasy? They would not. They'd no. just say Butch's. In steps. And that's because it, it's so exclusive. So. We have to be really careful. Did you notice the new hardware um, to get down there? There's a thumb. Yeah. Oh, my word. Dude, the security on this place. It's stepped up. It is. It heard there, I heard there's a, a 15-month-old criminal around. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny. Well played. That is true. That little, yeah. He's a tyrant. That butcher's boy is getting into everything, so he's yeah. got a thumbprint lock on his basement door so the kid yeah. doesn't. Take a tumble. The, my favorite thing about the uh, the speakeasy is the dress code, and it's really just casual. It's not business casual. It's just casual. I think you're stretching the lower <laughs> end of casual. Even. Well, last time you mocked me for wearing a high school T-shirt, so I uh, I upped it to a collegiate college T-shirt. Yeah, so we went from a 21-year-old T-shirt <laughs> to an 18-year-old T-shirt. That's We're in the right direction, brother. Yeah, and they're all three sizes too big because, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> he used to be a big man. Big man. Yeah. So anyway, here we are. <laughs> here we, subject change. Subject change. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's middle of winter. It's been a light winter for here in uh, Michigan so Very far. Mild. Knock on wood. Uh, that's me knocking on wood. Speaking of wood, how's my other table coming? You know, I was hoping you would ask <laughs> because I have set a decree. Yeah. I, I went unspoken about it for a while, but I'm going to share it with you now. I am. I have refused to pro- progress any further work until I see you two times in a row that you don't ask me or <laughs> humiliate me about it. So oh. you're you're in control of the destiny of your table. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds better than you always rip my ass about it. Not it being does. Done. No, it takes time. You can't rush these things. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't started. Two yet. tables in six months. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so anyhow, it's the middle of winter. Um, we're excited to drink bourbon. It keeps, uh, it keeps us warm and jolly. Hell yeah. And, uh, heads, it helps spread the cheer. And it's always a new experience, right? Always, 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 always. So, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to have a, a, a glass tonight and I'm really excited about this one because it's your bottle that you brought over. So I will say thank you for that. Yeah, yep. buddy. Yes. I appreciate you being, uh, generous and, um, you know. Being uh, just a nice offering. So the, the 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 segment today is called "Worth the Hype," and wh- why why worth the hype, Lance? This one is bec- this is probably the mo- one of the most controversial allocated bottles that we've ever put up on a podcast. So we are uh, we're reaching into I see smears of nastiness about this bourbon on uh, social media, and I'll tell you that I've seen the other side too. So. We're going to put it in our glass and tell you our opinion about whether or not Elmer T. Lee is worth the hype. Yeah. Um, well, I, it's interesting that uh, the, how much ridic- ridicule or criticism or controversy that is around this bottle because um, the bottle itself is gorgeous. Fantastic. Um, the retail is? Retail is forty two ninety six but, in Michigan. But will you find it for forty two ninety six? I could tell you when I pulled it up online to look up information about it, it ranged from two ninety nine to three ninety six. Oh shit! That's crazy. We're talking multiple of six to eight. And well, maybe it's because it's really, really high proof. <laughs> nope. 
No. Hmm. Wrong what? Wrong answer, Clyde. What's the proof? 90 proof. Hmm. It's probably because it has a really, really old age statement. No, 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 no. No? What's the age statement? No, no, cowboy. I don't know the age statement. It's There's not declared. No age statement. Well, damn. Well, since it's not declared, it has to be at least four years old. We know that. So it's Sir? no age statement, 90 proof. And you're telling me this bottle's going for what on the secondary? Two ninety nine oh. to three ninety six. Those that was the top eight listings on uh, the internet. Well, that's a good opening opening offering of why <laughs> there's so much hate towards this bottle, um, because you you see a lot of and and this let's 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 digress. Who makes this? This is made by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Are they popular? Um, yeah, they have over eighty three brands. Did wow, you realize that? I, I did not. And and they're in from the great state of Iowa? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, we're having a little bit of fun because, you know what, this is coming from Buffalo Trace Distillery. And uh, um, those, uh, by now, I think everybody knows Buffalo Trace. Hell, I think my nine-year-old son knows Buffalo Trace Distillery. Did you um, take a gummy before I came over here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I would have. Um, but no, um, seriously, Buffalo Trace Distillery, maybe the most iconic popular distillery um, in the world uh, for all spirits. Um, they're in Frankfurt, Kentucky, and uh, you and I actually got a chance to visit there this summer. And I tell you what, uh, um, I, I want to go back there again. Um, the history, the nostalgia—it's—I it, loved it. It's got—you it, could—it can have its own history book, man. It's a really storied history about the different people that have had leadership positions, some of the controversy between which direction to take the distillery and the whiskeys, and and then just how some of these brands developed. It's. Uh, Pretty incredible story. Yeah. A lot, they, lot of good pieces to it. I'm glad that you said that because they impacted, as we're looking um, at my shelf right now, there's a lot of bottles that um, are coming from Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is owned by now Sazerac. That's yep. the parent company. But, you know, if I look at E.H. Taylor, George T. Staggs, these are big name bottles, but that, that's that's the brand. I'm talking about the man. Let's talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk about the man and the brand today. Hey, and, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yes, we are. But, you know, the, these aren't just bottles. There's actually people behind these bottles that these bottles are paying homage to that have um, really changed the spirit, or at least the United States spirit industry as we know it today. And you know um, what's interesting is you, you look at the hitters. You got a bunch of E.H. Taylors. You got the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, which is some of the most highly popular sought after. Um, allocated bottles. Elmer T. Lee, his the brother bottle is Rock Hill Farms, Blanton's, all the different versions of Blanton's. We go on and on and on, right? All those big names. And you know what the coolest piece of trivia that I heard about was? What's their largest source of revenue funding oh my developments God. I, right now? I was shocked. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's give Drum it a roll, please. Down. Three, two, one. Everybody got their answer? Fireball. Unbelievable. Fireball. <laughs> and so when Lance and I went there, our tour guys said, and I forgot how many multi, multi-million dollar upgrade they're doing or renovation they're doing, and it's being 100% funded by the sale of Fireball, which is owned by Sazerac Company. And the cool way she did it was like, how many of you have kids in college? We raised our hands. She's like, thank them for their purchases of Fireball because it funded this entire Rick house. And uh, something crazy, I saw on Instagram on Sunday, the day before um, New Year's Eve, that they actually sell small mini kegs of Fireball. Oh, they have, it in, they have it in nine different sizes. I saw this. Oh, my God. Party store. Who's drinking that much Fireball sizes? out there? I'd love to I'd love to talk to you. I wish there was a call-in number because I want to talk to you. Like, like I don't know, what are you doing with that much Fireball? 
<laughs> says the man I'm sitting in front of like 300 bottles of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's that. I'm glad we're not judging. Okay, um, no judgment. So let, let's, let's talk a little bit about before, because there's something interesting about uh, um, Buffalo Trace, and that's their mash bills, which I want you to talk about. So this is a single barrel. And the bottle, I think, is very, very cool. Um, it it kind of reminds me of a little bit old school, some impressions in the side of it. Elmer T. Lee, fun fact, T stands for Tandy. Um, it's probably why he cut out the A-N-D-Y. Elmer Tandy Lee says, single barrel sour mash, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 90 proof. It's pretty, you know, it's gold top um, cork, which is nice. And then through the bottle, you can actually see his his face, which is kind of cool in the old school golf hat. Yep. Um, it's just, it's just a cool bottle in my opinion, kind of short and stocky. Um, it does stand out a little bit. Does it? You know, what stands out about this bottle is it's kind of a rectangle, but it's got the concavity on the, the two sides where you yeah. put your hand. It's kind of cool for pouring, right? Sweet. I love it. Um, so, and if, if anybody wants to see a really stylish pour of Elmer T. Lee, you got to check us out. Oh on my Instagram. God. That was epic today. <laughs> I, I got a little stupid. I asked Lance day, you know, it's your bottle. Why don't you do the honors? And he says, okay. <laughs> and I was shocked from there. I should be asking you if you took the gummy <laughs> or if you took steroids before you came away. It was really aggressive. So why don't you give us some insight about this bottle? It's a single barrel. Yep. What does that mean? And it's a sour mash single barrel, which this is one of the noon tidbits that I just picked up on that I need to learn more about. However, as a single barrel, it can't be blended or mixed at all with anything else. So it comes out of the barrel. They do proof this down to 90 proof. But whatever comes out of that barrel is what goes into the bottle. It's not blended for consistency, so you're going to get some variation with it, right? That's cool, in my opinion. I think so. I love it. I love that. Um, so single barrel. Um, let's let's go back back to the man, Elmer T. Lee. I get a lot of information, but uh, master distiller for 36 years at Buffalo Trace. Um, started off as just an engineer and worked his way up to um, plant manager slash master distiller plant a tool role there. Can I back up for a real quick second? I think a cool well, tidbit. You, since you interrupted me, go by all means. Okay. <laughs> Hold up, bitch. I'm about to share something. <laughs> I'm going to get Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, here. I see that. Um, so he, he actually started out going to the University of Kentucky and withdrew to volunteer for World War II hmm. and was a radar bombardier in a B-27 in World War II. That's really cool. So, I mean, you look at this this gentleman that I normally see him. He was kind of like a frail old man. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of, there wasn't a lot to him. Um, very nostalgic looking dude. But this dude flew in a B-27 uh, bombardier in World War II. Um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. So I am glad you shared that information. Um, but, yeah, um, he, he loved uh, being around uh, a whiskey bourbon and mastered his love for 36 years. Retired in 1985, then uh, passed away at 93 in 2013. Um, one of the cool things about uh, um, Elmer Teeley, he wanted to pay respect and homage to uh, Blatton himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, um, Blatton used to go and pick these honey barrels out and use them to entertain political figures, government officials, and he really loved to do that. So Elmer Teeley was actually the creator of single barrel bourbon as we know it today. And I think uh, Buffalo Trace wanted to pay respect and homage to Elmer Teeley and his lasting impression on the industry and Buffalo Trace, as we know today, and um, named a bottle of uh, after him. And it's a single barrel, and the, the fact that you shared with me um, that you found is he was actually still selecting bottles well into the 90s, the single barrels for Elmer Teeley. Up to 2010. Oh, wow. In his 90s. Oh, okay. That's so, even cooler. Well, he, if he passed wow. away in 2013, that means all the way from sometime in the late 80s Incredible. to 2010. That's really cool. He was still picking the whiskey for his namesake. 
That's really, really cool. That's badass. So um, go ahead to the mash bills. Okay, yeah. So this is out of the four mash bills that you can get from Buffalo Trace. This comes out of Rye Mash 2. And uh, the other brands, popular brands that come out of this, Rock Hill Farms, which is one of our mysterious favorites. That's the hardest for us to find anyway. Uh, Blanton's. And then Ancient Age and Hancock Reserve. Do you have a Hancock Reserve? I do. I thought you did. My, my wife found me a bottle. Okay. I, I couldn't remember because I know you didn't share it with me. but I th- Yeah, we did. No. Yeah, it's positive. Really? 100%. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. It was, it was <laughs> over a year ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that. Because she got it when she was pregnant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I remember. Red Wagon. At the same time, she got the single barrel E.H. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the E.H. Uh, Taylors. Yep, I remember. So, go ahead. Okay, so th- those are the that's the family of five in the Rye Mash 2 out of the main distribution. Ancient Age, Blanton's, Elmer Tealy, Rock Hill Farms, and Hancock Reserve. And I think about that. They have three mash bills that they release all this wonderful juice out of. Yep. That's it. And they just put in these beautiful barrels and just age them. And, and weather and time does the work. Yeah, and don't be confused. I said Rye Mash. It's a, it's a rye, rye Mash bourbon mash i mean mm-hmm. it's it's just a rye mash the rye version of their mash so so i'm going to go ahead and get in the nose if you don't mind yep okay and uh why don't you tell us a little bit about the exclusive of this bottle why is it so exclusive so i don't know you said the distribution on the one that you had was like three thousand is that what you said thirteen thousand thirteen thousand bottles so i don't i don't get why it's so damn hard to get why no. can't we find it maybe that maybe that's inaccurate Oh, you know, maybe that was 2011. Maybe it's dropped off since then. That could be, too. Yeah, I'm not sure because it says on the bottle, it, this this is from actually 2011, and then it says 13,000. So okay. I, I'm assuming that's what 13,000 means. Okay. Yeah, I don't could know. It could be way wrong. But the weird thing about this is um, I got my first bottle from a small store owner um, probably about three years ago, three or four years ago, going back now. And I'll confess, I paid two, $200 for it, which was I knew it was at least like five times over the price. Um, but then the second bottle I got, I just got this year a few months ago and I got it from Kroger for forty two ninety six plus tax, which is incredible because wow. the only other place that I could find it, it was two seventy five to 300. And I just kept passing on it, passing on it, passing on it. That's incredible. But yeah. I finally got my, my backup bottle at, uh, backup bottle. So bougie. Backup. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'm gonna take a picture and just send it out so everybody knows the criticism. Back, where the my criticism comes from? Backup bottle. Oh, sorry. Uh, I have so much. I brought you over my bottle. I feel so sorry for you. Um, so you're how many think, bottles of Elmer Tilly do you have? Um, I'm gonna get into my. Go ahead and get in the nose. <laughs> in the nose of this bottle, and you're gonna think I'm crazy. Um, and 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 I don't know. Um, I'm getting Girl Scout cookie specifically. The, the Samoa one with the coconut on top. Am I just crazy or? Let's go back to this big man comment. Were, yeah. were you a fat kid? I was definitely a fat kid. So, <laughs> so was I. Yeah. I tell I you what, what. Guess what my favorite fat kid cookie was? What's that? A Samoa. A Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's classic. But am I crazy? Oh, my God. I wish you hadn't said that because I can't smell anything but it now. It's like, uh, like when you first crack that bag open, too, and you get all that um, toasted, oh my God. sweet smell coming out of it. I completely agree. Um, this is crazy, and um, I'm also getting, you know, and we should mention Lance and I were you know, both raised part of our lives in true Detroit, um, and I'm getting a little bit of that Fago cream soda. 
Okay. Yeah. And and I've mentioned you know I mentioned Fago before the Rock and Ryan another one I, I I don't know it's it's you know when we went to Buffalo Trace our tour guide was really cool and one of the things she said is a lot of times your mind um, is triggered back to experiences in your childhood you you know that's what you're how you were sensing things when you're tasting your taste buds. They're, they're relating back to those memories. And Some of your strongest imprinted senses go back to your So childhood. I wonder if that's what it is. Fago is a big deal in, in my life, and, and maybe that's why, but I'm getting cream I would, soda. I would have said sweet vanilla custard, which that is, that's, that's like a vanilla cream that's soda. That's what it right? is. Same thing. Yeah. And then the Samoa, which goes back to being a fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> we were fat kids together at different times. So I'm going to go ahead and cheers, cheers brother. I'm going to get into it a little bit. So now we have discussed the man, and we've discussed the brand. Let's talk about the actual product. What are we getting on the palate there, Butch? Um, well, it's it's thin, okay? And I think uh, the obvious statement for those who just said, oh, yeah, no shit, it, it's because it's only 90 proof. Um, and, again, we're trying to talk to everybody out there because not everybody is, you know, so educated on whiskey. Um, I'm getting some light oak. How about this? It's very elegant. It's a very elegant whiskey bourbon. Yes. Okay? What I mean by that is just light. It's, it's not a lot of ethanol, a little bit of oak, getting a little bit of strawberry. Um, actually, I'm getting a lot of strawberry to vanilla as it goes back. And it's it's lingering just a little bit, but it's just thin. It's a, it's a it's This is the white wine side of whiskey. Yeah. You know? Lighter, crisp, fresh. Um, so, yeah. So, for those of you that, you know, are hitting on and hammering some of the heavier stuff, which we love, we do, we as a matter of fact, sometimes it's hard to find a sub one hundred dollar hundred proof bottle in our collections. Um, I still appreciate and really enjoy this. Now, are you ready for my? Oh, I'm going to let you go on your second call because you you always develop changes of your um, thought. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that Lance and I. Um, he came over. We wanted to take a few minutes just talk about the day. And we're like, hey, let's have something really really light. And we stood in front of my collection, going. Hmm. And we went to my other shelf, like, hmm. And uh, we, we struggled to find because Lance and I love high-proof stuff. So let's put that out there because everybody that wants to jump down our throat right now says, you know, um, Elmer T. Lee sucks. We got it. But let's let's put our expectations in check for a minute. It's a 90-proof bottle that, that Buffalo Trace is telling you it's worth $43. Yeah. Don't let the stupid secondary market, which I'm done, as you know, and you saw my, if you, if you haven't seen Lance and I, our Instagram reel, you know, screw dry, dry January. Unless you're hoping for no rain, we're not partaking, but we are partaking in fuck the secondary market. Sorry for my language. I was inappropriate. Hope your children are better not listening, but I, I'm just, I'm tired of the secondary market. I really am. So vent over. But Buffalo Trace says it's a $43. They didn't say it's a $300 bottle. So yeah. everybody check yourself, put your expectations in check. But that being said, I'm getting a lot more oak, um, but I am getting a little bit of strawberry in it. It's light. It's very, everything is light. 70% of our listeners just shut it off because you totally insulted them. I mean, holy <laughs> shit, that was aggressive. It was very aggressive. <laughs> no, if you want to go overpay, go do you. It's your money. I promise you, we are going to care. Yep. And I'm being serious. It took me three years to buy one because and, I, had to, and I couldn't please, find it at the right price. Lance and I have bottles that I have triple and quadruple overpaid retail. Probably even more than that. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of it, but we've done it because we've hunted for so damn long. So we're not saying we don't begrudge you because we're there with you. We're just tired of it. And guess what? We're going to probably do it again freaking next month. Yes, we are. So, uh, again, not judging, but venting. And that was a good vent. Do you feel okay. better? I, I, uh, yeah, I do. Thank you. That's good. I'm good. glad you got that out. This is, you know, it's we, we, we're we open down well, here. Thank you to all of our listeners <laughs> for helping Butch get past this moment in his life where he had to express some frustration <laughs> so he could be a better husband, father, and friend. 
An aficionado. <laughs> An aficionado. A sommelier of whiskey, so to speak. Are you ready for my yeah, tasting? Yeah, go ahead. You've been kind of dominating this, this session. Go here. ahead. All right. I'm going to say this is like if you took a uh, custard donut and put a honey coating on it. That's what I got. I got a little. Interesting. I got a little bit of that vanilla custard hidden behind some like, uh, I, I think it's, I want to say bready, but it's it's a little bit of a leather, like a light leather. Uh, but honey, oh my gosh, the honey is the first thing really? I taste. Yeah. And the reason I said that, that donut, is because I get the honey and then I get further into it and then the vanilla comes through, a little bit of oak in the back, and then I, I'm actually getting, I actually think it has a decent finish for as light as it is. So it, it, I agree with you. Um, I completely agree with you on the finish. I'm getting vanilla and oak on the finish. Um, the palate was actually very weak, thin. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't mind. I'm gonna be honest. I really didn't mind. Um, so yeah, I, there, where we, there we have it. I got some spice in the back too, just to, to round things out. Zero ethanol, which is probably expected for this. Sure. Um, so let, yeah, let's wrap this up. Um, let, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the man first. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm glad I read some history about yeah, this guy because me too. he started off as a maintenance superintendent. I mean, that's pretty cool. Went all the way up to plant superintendent, plant manager. Finally, as the master distiller. So here's a man who came from the, the working throws, rose all the way to the top, drove the direction of the distillery. That's pretty impressive. And then, you know, I, I have a ton of respect for any form of veteran. Yep. But for somebody to walk out of their college career, to go serve in World War II, and fly bombing missions, that's badass. So I have a ton of respect for the man on a second level. And, and something else that we should mention is Lance and I really love history and, and educating ourselves. Um, about the brand and the story behind it because a lot of these brands are so rich in history. So like Lance said, before you shit on the brand, understand there's a man behind it that served our country um, and played a pivotal role in impacting the bourbon world as we know it today. So kind of put that in context a little bit. Um, And now what about the brand? Um, Like I said, it's got a place on my shelf. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be having this at night after, you know, we went through four other heavy hitter whiskeys. But to introduce um, my wife, I let her taste it. Loves it. Um, so it's a nice pour for me to have with her once in a while. <laughs> so I got to put things in context then. You said you wouldn't have it late night. And what, if you're buying it, at, if you're buying it regularly at $43, yeah, would you? What I'm saying is I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink 115 proof and then go back to this. I just don't think it would hold up on the palate after okay. you've had some... So you're saying you don't think it would hold up on the palate because it's so thin. Yes, correct. Okay. I, I think it's a much better opener or to be shared, you know, just for a light sipping with the wife. That, that that's the I'm setting the environment of where I really want okay. to enjoy this. With that said, I think it comes off as a really nice, traditional honey, vanilla, little bit of leather, little bit of oak, some spice, bourbon. That tastes great. Okay, so and your final recommendation is forty three dollars all day long. Um, hundred dollars. Hundred dollars is probably pushing the upper limit. Be sensitive to me right now. Remember, I talked about the secondary market. No, no, no appetite right now, Lance. <laughs> okay, he, he wasn't asking me. He was expecting me to answer to his expectations. No, well, in all seriousness, impressive. would you? $150 right now. I'd pay $150 for the bottle, but I'd be paying more for the brand than I would for the juice, to be candid with you. No, I, I, 
I, I love how honest we always are. So you pay $150. For, what's your stopping point? 160 150 bucks is it. 163 Uh Yeah, I'd probably do it. I don't know how much stop it. That's hard to say. I'm with you there. So um, I don't think I go 200. over 150 I don't think I go over 150 right now. I say bullshit. I think you would at 175 I, don't, I really don't think I would at 175 That's fair. So if anybody out there has a bottle for $175, uh, DM me. Let's see what he does. What's your limit? Um. Well, I want to before we jump into limit. Jesus, can I talk about the man and the brand? Um. Well, first off, no, you don't want to hear. Whatever makes you feel good about you, Butch. <sighs> no, I really want to hear your opinion. Please tell me, please, please, please. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, um, the bottle is really cool looking. I think it looks cool in the collection. Everyone knows about it. I think going back to, I think people are taking this bottle out of the expectations that Buffalo Trace wanted it to be, what Elmer T would want it to be. This is a 90-proof bottle. I like how you compared it to a, a light white wine. I think this bottle for a $43 for 90-proof is outstanding. Unfortunately, the secondary market has caused a bad image for the brand, right? And before you share the brand, learn a little bit about the man and have a little more empathy for where this bottle is. I think this bottle deserves some respect. I would pay up to $100 agree with you. I would have a hard time, and I know I just shit on myself about, about secondary prices. I'd have a hard hard time walking away for one seventy five. What about two hundred? Um, right now, I, I probably, unfortunately, will tell you yes, I probably would. Okay. And, and I know that's really shallow of me, who just went on this rant and this vent about stop paying secondary. Um, and and I, I wouldn't in January, but February I probably would do two hundred. So I almost, I really want to encourage your idea because I think you, I think you had a fantastic idea. If anyone out there has a bottle that they want to sell for 175 please sell it to me so I could turn around and sell it to Butch for $200. Um, so I guess our final recommendation is Lance and I both love the bottle for what it is. Again, put your expectations in check. It's a 90-proof, 90, $43 retail um, for that and that home run. If you're going to compare it against, and I, and I wish they would actually release a, a, a higher-proof one, but that, I don't think that's what Elmer Teeley wanted. So I think they're paying homage to him. Was their 100th edition higher-proof or no? I don't. I don't know. Oh, well, I got a fact check but, to do afterwards. But I know that bottle's even going for crazy Six, prices. So, bucks. again, follow Bourbon Brothers' recommendation is you know what, buy it. It's definitely worth fifty. It's definitely worth a hundred. Don't compare it to anything above a hundred. It won't stand tall. And and depending on where you are in your collection, I think we got to bring the. You know, we're we're willing to pay one hundred and fifty because we're trying to fill out a collection. But um, up to a hundred bucks, even I would say this is a good average man buy. And I had the same amount of bottles as you. I just noticed that I, I have two. I finished my third one. Yeah. Okay. So you're, all the shit you gave me for about having a backup bottle. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you uh, um, get a chance to taste Elmer Teeley, and I hope that you uh, share with us your thoughts about this bottle. And if you do, do me a favor. Open your mind, like Butch said. Think about where this lives in the bourbon realm, and enjoy it for what it's worth. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody.